Hey everybody, welcome to the She's the Owner podcast, a podcast where I share tips on business, relationships, and even personal development. As an entrepreneur of over 20 years and a multiple six-figure company, I have seen firsthand how the masculine and feminine play a role in our happiness at work and at home. So grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Hey, hey, as always, if you've gotten value from this episode, please leave a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. Each month, we do a random draw of reviews and send the lucky winner a gorgeous thank you gift. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. It's the She's the Owner podcast. I'm your host, Karen McCarran. Welcome to the show. Um, I'm probably going to get pretty heated on this episode. And I know some of you think it's funny when I go on my rants. And uh, so be ready for one. Um, Today's episode is titled Stop Lying About Your Mess. And this is a really, really serious topic, I believe, in coaching. And I think it's really important that we have the conversation as coaches, as clients, as humans. So, and I wrote a a blog post on this recently, so um, I will add it to the show notes um, for you to have a look at. So what am I saying? What am I talking about? Stop lying about your mess. So as coaches, we get into this mind frame where, so this is just, isn't just for my coaches that listen, it's for everybody, but as coaches, we get into this mindset that we have to, and you always hear this showing the highlight reel and it's true. And it's starting to become, it's, it's been very problematic because a lot of people look at those highlight reels and they think, wow that person's life is amazing. And they get to, cause coaches like to talk about the results. I do it. I talk about my results all the time because it's important that you know, that I know how to get through stuff. So for example, I, you know, I talk about how I started a six figure, multiple six figure company and, you know, we've sold over 2 million in sales and well over 2 million now probably. And I talk about all that because I've done it. I can tell you how, you know, how we started that business. I can tell you how we set up the marketing. I can tell you how to set up the website, the content creation. Um, I can tell you how we set up our legal side, which we still, I still think there's room for improvement. So I would never teach on that. So it's like when we've done something, we, we tend to skip this. And this is the problem. We tend to skip over all the shit that happened in between. And I don't know why that is. Like, I don't know why we have this propensity to just say, okay, I had a really, I was working at a, like, for example, I was working at a job. I hated the job. Fast forward. I have a multiple six figure company. What about the three years in between? What about the eight years in between? What about the 10 years in between? And we do get mesmerized by this like overnight success bullshit. And it is bullshit because no business isn't none. No business is an overnight success. They might have some success overnight one night, but they're not, it's not an overnight success. It, it, and it's not like it never, ever has been, but we still think it, it is. Why do we think that? Because people still perpetuate the lie. They still tell you it's like, they don't show you the fucking ugly in the middle part. They just show you the beginning and the end. And it's like, okay. And sure you can say, well, of course I know there's the middle, but if you're not seeing the middle, it's really hard to relate to the middle. It's really hard to relate, sorry, to the end. Like 
right now I'm in the middle of healing from my marriage. So when I have completed the healing, most of the healing, because I'm sure there'll always be somewhat of a wound. There might be a little scab or a scar, but you know, right now it's like gaping right now. It's a big ass slice of in my heart. When I've completed the healing, I will share that, but I don't think there's any excuse for not sharing the ugly, the shit I'm going through at the moment. Why? Why is that important? Because if you don't see me go through it, it's, it gives you a false sense of it's easy. It gives you a false sense of it happens quick. It gives you a false sense of security that it's possible in under three weeks or some other number. For example, like the coaches that are like, I've seen it. I've still seen it. I'll teach you how to do five figures in three months. If you're a new business, there's no fucking way that's going to happen. That might have, that could happen for me, right? Because I do, I have an established coaching company. I have a, a relatively well-known brand. It grows every day, but that's, we're in third year now, you guys. And I just changed the branding this year from she's the owner to love soldiers. So really it's a brand new brand as of January 1st. So, and, and even I forget that. And so I look at somebody else and I think, holy Christ, he's making, you know, six figures a month in his coaching company. Fuck what the hell? It looks like he just started. He hasn't just started. He's just full of shit. He started 10 years ago or eight years ago or six or five years ago, not a year ago, not two, not even three. Look at somebody like, you know, manifestation, babe. She's been at it for 12 years and she's clipping along. Like I'm, I'm it, she's beyond impressive. And it's like, why do we, and, and I'm not, she doesn't skip. She tells all the fucking dirt in the middle, but you can't skip over and, and just glaze over like, oh, I did some healing or, and I think it's important to talk about it in real time. So some coaches might think, well, I don't want to talk about that stuff because <clears throat> I don't want my clients to think I don't know what I'm doing. If you're in the process of healing, you don't know what you're doing. If you're in the process of it, you don't know what you're doing. You shouldn't be teaching it necessarily, but you still can share about it. Like I wouldn't, like I could teach, I can teach about relationships and masculine and feminine energy because I've lived it. I've gone through it, but like, would I go and teach someone about divorce right now? No, but it doesn't mean I can't share how my divorce feelings are because it, it, because by the time I get to the healing part, it's not like, Whoa, where did that come from? My, my audience will be like, Oh yeah. Like I watched her go through that transition. Holy crap. Look at, she actually got to the other side of it. She actually healed it. Holy fuck. I think I could listen to her now. I think that she could actually help me because remember last year when she was going through it? Yeah. Okay. Instead of, I just healed my divorce. I didn't tell anybody that I was going, and I'm not saying air out your dirty laundry. Like don't get it twisted. It's like, like right now, for example, I'm in this, in this point of my, of my divorce of my, my end of my marriage where it's re like, it's really difficult to separate he and I, because there's no like grand thing that happened. Nobody cheated. Nobody's abusive. None of that stuff. We just can't seem to get on the same page um, energetically, like masculine, feminine energy wise. And it's done. There's zero, you know, there it's cute when my friends, some of them are like, is there any chance? No, there's no chance it's over. So the part I'm going through right now is trying to find gratitude in, in, 
the 23 years that I spent with him as his wife. And here's, what's really fucking gorgeous. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday who I met through UPW. He's a new friend, but we, our energies are very well matched. Like he's, um, he just, I don't know. He reads me really well. It's really cool. It's a cool friendship. And he said when he was going through his separation and his divorce, he kept seeing his wife standing in front of him and God standing behind her and saying, I put her here for you for the lesson. And I thought, wow, that's powerful. So I changed it to, um, and I picture a goddess behind him. I picture it in my courtyard of my condo and I picture it really sunny and beautiful and him standing there and her standing behind him. And she says, I had to put him there to teach you what you needed to learn to find your purpose on teaching women about masculine and feminine energy. And holy fucking hell, is that a game changer? Why? Because, and I shared it with Ken yesterday and he goes, so I'm basically a hero. Like this is his sense of humor. And I said, well, kind of, I guess. Like I said, truthfully, if I wasn't married to you, I would never have found my purpose around masculine and feminine energy teaching and, and showing the world love in this way. And excuse me, I can be mad about it or I can see the gift in it. And so right now in real time, actively, sorry, I'm going to take a sip of my matcha latte. I'm actively in the gratitude of, I would never have been here to teach you ladies what I teach you if it wasn't for my marriage. Like that's wild. If I had gotten the husband I wanted, not the husband I needed, I would never have come to my purpose in life. Like if I had a husband who was exactly the masculine energy guy I wanted in the beginning, I wouldn't have looked for this. I wouldn't have had any reason to look for it. So isn't that insane? Like I look at my parents in the same way. If I got my, if I got the parents I wanted rather than the parents I needed. And Tony says that if he had gotten the man or the mother he wanted versus the one he needed, he would never have been become Tony Robbins that we know. And that's the same thing. Like if I look at that and I think about that in my marriage, it's like, how can I be angry? How can I be angry? He has Asperger's. How can I be angry that we don't work in that way? How I can't, I have to, I, there's only love and gratitude for it. And anytime, because all this is where the ego plays into this whole thing. I get pissed off because I, when I think about him, I think, why the fuck can't you, you know, all the shit I teach you in your head, you know, it can, why can't you just be the guy I really want? Because everything on paper, we click, we have same values, same, all the things. Why can't you just figure it out. Why can't you just not have Asperger's? Like literally this is the anger that pops up. All my ego, all my expectation around it, that's what triggers me. He doesn't trigger me, I trigger me. Cause I'm sitting here still going, why aren't you the way I want you to be? Why can't we be in this relationship the way I want it to be? Blah, blah, blah. Now, and the fact is I'm arguing with reality. He does have Asperger's. I don't like that aspect of him. It makes it really difficult for us to be together. They have emotional limitations, social interaction limitations, brilliant, brilliant minds make sense why he's an incredible writer. And like we were talking about it and I, and it's like, I, I made up a person based on his writing. Like, just let that sink in for a second because who he is on paper as he's writing is really different from who he is in person. And that's where I get angry. Right. Cause I'm like, this person's writing these incredible, like he writes everything he writes is 
flawless. Like even in texting, I'm like, often I'm like, fuck, this guy's mind is hot. But then in person, he doesn't communicate the same way. And I can't get over that because I'm not going to live my life in a relationship with my phone or reading letters. So it's like, okay, I get angry. Like, why would God do that to me? Why would divine, inter, you know, divine infinite knowledge, why would anybody do that to me? Put this perfect man in front of me, perfect when he writes and not perfect in person for me. Not that he's not perfect. He is, but he's not perfect for me in person. Why would God do that? Because I needed the lesson. I needed the lesson to show me to shine light on what my purpose is. And so me telling you this in real time is me not lying about my mess. I'm open and transparent about it because I want you to see and hear what's going on before it's all good. Cause it's not all good right now. Right now I'm going through really tough, tough, tough stuff. And like, I don't want it to just, I don't, I don't feel good as a coach skipping over it. Right? Like when we first started our business, the first year we made $46,000. I don't know how we kept the lights on. The next year, I think we did 180,000. The following year is over two, then three, four and up. So it's like, I, I, you can't skip over those first two years. They were fucking brutal, right? So now I can say, oh, we have this six-figure company and I didn't have a podcast then. So I didn't share it and I wasn't a coach then, but now I am. And so I can tell you those first two and three years were hell. Oh my God. Yeah, there was excitement around the business. Yeah, there was excitement in building, but like, fuck, our credit cards were maxed. My parents were gone. His mom was gone. His grandma, I think, was gone by that time. Like, we didn't have any backup. There was no money. Neither of us working, just all into the business. Whatever we could make, we did it. And the coaches who don't talk about that, like even in my coaching journey, first year of my coaching practice, I didn't charge a penny for my coaching. I made no money. Second year I did. And now we've pivoted. So the money's going to be totally different this year, right? Like there's no excuse. I don't think for people just covering up and lying about their mess because it does nothing for anybody. It doesn't serve anyone to pretend like it was like, I was unhappy. And three days later, I was figured out and I was happy. Like it doesn't give anybody hope. And beyond that, it doesn't give anybody a realistic optics into like what it takes to build a business, what it takes to heal a relationship, what it takes to heal your inner child. Like all that stuff takes fucking time. And when we just go from like, oh, I once upon a time, I was really unhappy and now I'm good. And you skip the 10 years in between. It doesn't give it. It's it's false advertising. Like really at the end of the day, that's how I feel about it. It's false advertising. And there, there's no room for that. Like, and even in the blog, I said, you know, like, why, why is it important for me to show, like, why is it valuable for me to show or talk about the, in the middle part, right? Like, why is it valuable for me to share not just the fun stuff, but all the, the stuff that's tough? Because like, what good am I if I can't look the thing you're going through in the eye with you and say, babe, I can help you get through this because I've done it. If you're not approaching clients in this way, you're not ready to coach that individual. Like that's what's real. Like if I can't stare the fucking thing in the face with you and be like, bitch, I know how to get this done because I've done it. Then I don't have any, and there's there, like, I shouldn't be a coach. Like that's the, the bottom line. And I, and I believe that like, like I said, I'm not coaching divorced women. I likely I will be able to in the next year because I'm going through it right now. But if you've not, if you can't be honest about the mess that you've had that brought you to where you, people want to hear it. 
People want to know, they want to relate. They want to know the ugly. They don't just want to know the perfection because people can sniff it out now. They know that it's bullshit, right? So if you're, excuse me, if you're part of that collective of people that just aren't sharing the real shit, I encourage you, like, take off the veil. Let people see what's really happening. We are so done as a society with fake bullshit. Like, I, a friend of mine, Daniel, um, that I, I've only met him a couple of times. He's a ton of energy. He's a sales guy, but I heard him really quickly. Um, a little clip that he was saying on a, a podcast, I think people are like, he said, I like the way the direction social media is going. And I do too, because it's becoming honest. Now, obviously there's a whole lot of, you know, issues around censorship for sure. That's not good. But like in terms of what people are talking about, you know, you hear like I love seeing the posts of the girls who are like rail thin in the morning and they eat a meal and their stomach pops out and they show it. They go, yeah, like this is what happens after I eat breakfast. I'm bloated now. I'm not like this skinny in the morning skinny. Like those things are important because little girls are watching and they're going, well, I just ate and I look like I have a little tummy. It's like, first of all, who gives a shit? But they're not getting the real view. You're not getting the real view of what, what it is to start a business. If I don't tell you how hard it is to start a business, you're not getting the real view. If I don't say we made 46 grand in our first year, you don't get the real view. You think, oh, she did six figures multiple times a year in a row. Oh, she sold. Yeah, sure. I did. But it took us like four and five year, four, five and six, maybe not quite, but like at least years, you know, three beyond took a solid two years to really get our stride. You have to talk about the ugly in the middle, guys, because if you don't, it doesn't help the client. It won't help your business, whatever business you're in. You know, maybe you're not talking about how hard it was to start your business. Maybe you're in the business and you're like, this is about the transparency. People want to know real. So be real. Stop lying about your mess. That's it for me, guys. I, uh, I love you so much. Thank you so much always for your support and listening to the podcast. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.